Hey, 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 everyone. This is Prashant, and I'll be your host for this session of the Mailman podcast called 321 with Mailman. To quickly talk about the format, the guest will be required to share three ideas or books they live by, two people they look up to, and one productivity trick they find super helpful in their everyday lives. For those of you who do not know about Mailman, Mailman is a simple email plugin that sits on top of your existing email client and delivers your emails in batches at times pre-selected by you. Hence, minimizing distractions, facilitating deep work, and making inbox zero an everyday reality. You can start a free trial at mailmanhq.com. That is M-A-I-L-M-A-N-H-Q.com. You can also find the link in the description below. Today, we have with us Corey Hines. Corey is the founder of swipefiles.com, where he delivers cutting-edge comprehensive and sometimes crazy marketing ideas straight to your inbox. Corey is also the host of Everything is Marketing podcast and a co-host on the Default Alive podcast. I'll put all those links in the episode description below for easier access. Corey, we are so glad to have you here. I'll now let you introduce yourself a bit more. Sure, yeah, and thanks for having me. So uh, the past few years, I've been working in startups mainly in a marketing capacity. Uh, and so I was the first marketing hire at a startup here in San Diego where I'm uh, born and raised. And then most recently was uh, the head of growth at Bearmetrics. Um, and so I was doing all things across marketing, sales, uh, even some sort of you know retention and support stuff. And, uh, and then in September of 2020, last year, uh, I sort of broke out on my own. Now I sort of split my time between doing consulting and swipe files and sort of other projects and ideas that I have my hands in at any given time. I'm guilty of the shiny object syndrome for sure. Yeah, that, that sounds like a very interesting journey to me. And, uh, and I'm sure that the recommendations that you will share in my questions that are just about to follow will be just as interesting given your journey. So let us start with the exciting format that I've laid out for you. Number, the number one question that I have for you today is, what are the three ideas or books that you live by? Yeah, so let me go through each of them really quick and then I'll kind of explain the thoughts behind them. But uh, the first one is to look for things with positive asymmetry and avoid things with negative asymmetry. Um, it's funny because when I, uh, or sorry, and then the second one is discipline equals freedom. And then the third one is a quote by James Clear, which is that every action you take is a vote for the type of person you wish to become. No single instance will transform your beliefs, but as the votes build up, so does the evidence of your new identity. So for the first one around positive asymmetry versus negative asymmetry, when COVID, uh, when COVID hit, I started reading uh, Anti-Fragile by Nassim Taleb. And um, you know, really just to understand sort of a lot of people are talking about it, but also a lot of people are under, you know, he talks about, you know, these black swan events and sort of, you know, uh, probability and all sorts of, you know, crazy events in the world and how to explain them. And, um, but one of the things I really took away was that, you know, there's really this idea of uh, positive asymmetry. And I sort of always knew this because um, most of life is a very like, uh, like traditional paths are very like linear paths where you sort of, you know, you get your job, then you get your 2% raise every year and you put in the hours and really like you kind of win that game by working hard. When I was 19, I sort of figured out that I didn't really want that life. And so, um, you know, now just recently starting to break away and to, you know, actually take a shot at this whole positive asymmetry life. But um, 
really what I'm what gets me excited, what gets me up in the morning, and um, and I think it's a much sort of easier game to play in life is uh, to look for things that have really high upside and really low downside, and especially when there's like this big chasm where there's outsized upside compared to downside. But I especially love things personally. I'm I'm pretty um uh, like aggressive and ambitious, but I'm also pretty cautious. And I don't think the the two are very um are mutually ex- exclusive. And so I personally really like things that have like unlimited upside and like virtually no downside at all. Cause it's basically like you can't lose at that thing. And then on the flip side, there are some things that are, uh, you know, that are negative asymmetry that have uh, very low upside and very high downside. And, you know, those are things like, you know, gambling and, or, you know, taking these big risks and being a, I don't know, a thrill seeker and, uh, but there's also some things that, you know, you just look at the opportunity or you look at the person and you're like, this just doesn't bring me any joy. This doesn't get, bring me any life. This kind of sucks my energy or it's just like a, a suck on my finances as well. And so I tend to just try to like cut those out and avoid them. Um, so that's, that's the kind of thought behind that one. It's just like, that's what I'm pursuing now. Just unlimited upside, really d- limited downside, and especially break out of the sort of li- linear traditional path of life. Um, the second idea that I really took grasp of was uh, a quote by Jocko Willink, um, who is the author of a few books. He was a Navy SEAL. Uh, he's most notably known for extreme ownership. And uh, I think there's actually a book now called Discipline Equals Freedom, which I haven't read yet. But this idea comes from his original book, Extreme Ownership. And the idea is that you would think that discipline and freedom are dichotomies, that they're sort of like, you know, two ends of a spectrum. But in reality, it's actually a very symbiotic relationship um, because maintaining kind of the standard of discipline and having discipline in an area of life or in something actually gives you freedom in that area and also gives you freedom in a lot of other areas of life. And so his thing, you know, he's, he wakes up at 4 a.m. every morning and he does his workout and he has his routine and you, you know, he's like very strict and, uh, and to the point with all those things, but that gives him a lot of freedom uh, within those time to now he's like a super, super strong dude. And he's like, you know, immensely creative and he uses his time really well. And so um, creativity needs constraints. Uh, freedom is is found within the boundaries, not outside of the boundaries. And so really love that idea. It really just like a, a reminder to build good habits and to to do the right things that I really want to put my time towards. And then the third idea is the, the quote from James Clear, right? So every action you take is a vote for the type of person you wish to become. And that to me is also just kind of a, uh, an ode to the power of habits and to the power of, you know, if I'm doing this thing, I am putting in the work knowing that it's sort of like investing in myself. If I get 1% better, if I do this thing time and again, if I put in the reps and the sets, that eventually, you know, the, the transformation will be gradual and then sudden. I'll wake up one day and be a different person, have, you know, bigger muscles, have a success, successful business, have a great marriage, et cetera. Um, but it really also is a testament to, you know, you are what you do and sort of let your actions speak louder than your words and, and, you know, do the right actions, right? Like put in the work for the things, uh, for the person you want to be. So those are the three ideas. Yeah, all those are really great ideas. And I personally resonate with each one of them. So the first one that he shared is the positive asymmetry, like playing the unlimited games. Uh, and how you talked about this uh, is exactly how it should be conveyed that there are games where there is unlimited upside that you can win a lot if you win. 
uh, while there is a cap downside that if you lose, you're only going to lose this much, right? You are not going to lose more than this. And then there are games which are really risky, gambling. Like there are upsides as well, but the downsides are also very steep, right? So you have to differentiate between those two and try to play more games where the downsides are limited, but the upsides are just unlimited. Like you've started playing that recently, right? Uh, by going on your own. So that's something that more people should get familiar with this idea, uh, that these are the kind of games that they should be really playing. There is limited risk, but an unlimited reward is also there, right? And the next idea that I shared is that discipline equals freedom. And I love this idea, honestly. And I try to live by this as much as possible, right? And like you said, these are very contradictory in nature. Pe people are going to feel that, okay, man, discipline is like making myself do something a particular way. That is discipline, but that's not freedom. Freedom is living the way just I want, right? But actually, discipline is the only way to freedom. If you just can't get disciplined, you can't get freedom, right? Because if, if you are not disciplined, you will not be able to ever go on your own, linking it to the first idea that, that I just mentioned. If you're not disciplined, you will always need to be accountable to someone. That You will need to be checked that did you do your work or not, right? Those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. So it's so important uh, that discipline is the only way that can give you real freedom. And the last idea that I just mentioned, every action leads to something. Every small action actually compounds over time. Uh, and and it's so important in the sense that people want things quick these days. They want money real quick. They want to get rich quick. They want to get really, really fit quick. So if you see these YouTube thumbnails, they say, okay, get these perfect muscles just in seven days. Okay. Those are the kind of things they are saying, but that's not actually real. Everything that's worthwhile takes time to build. You just have to put in small effort, small steps towards it every day. And James Clear is just a perfect person. Uh, who just connects it to habits and makes it easier for people to understand. So great ideas that you shared. Uh, moving quickly to uh, to my next question for you. Uh, who are the two people that you look up to the most and why? Yeah, so the first person is Seth Godin. Uh, I've always been a huge Seth Godin fan, uh, reader, um, and uh, also just a big admirer. I think as as time passes and I sort of you know look over his body of work and his history and learn more about him, I'm just really, really... Uh, astonished at how prolific the guy is. I mean, he's pumped out like 20 plus really well produced and well selling books, um, which, you know, in and of itself is, a, is an, a, an amazing feat. He also just has a really fascinating history with the internet and with business and with content. Um, I also just really like that he sort of he has his lanes and he knows what he does and he doesn't do anything else. Um, so he has like his, his books. He has his workshops. He has his newsletter that he pumps out every single day, and then like, and then he does some like speaking gigs, and that's pretty much it. Um, you don't see him like going and starting a bunch of startups. Uh, you don't see him uh, even like the businesses that, that he does start. Like he has this you know workshop business uh, Akimbo, um, and then there was uh, you know, the Alt MBA. Like he'll kind of like pass those on to other people within a couple of years, and even then, like he's not. That's not like his full time thing that he's working on. He's still at heart. Uh, a creator, a creative, and he's super, super disciplined. You know, talking about discipline, the guy is really prolific. Um, and he doesn't, you know, he's not tempted by new platforms. Like he just does email. If you want to find Seth Godin, you know where to find him. And to me, it's a little bit of a aspirational thing. Like I want to be the type of person that is sought out so that I can 
sort of play by my own rules. And, um, you know, if I only want to use Twitter or only want to use email, or I only want to, you know, produce content in my private community and then people know that, and then they will come because they know that that's the only thing that I do. And, uh, Seth Godin is like one of the only people I know that does that and is able to do that really, really well. Um, second person is a guy named Dale Partridge. He's uh, definitely not as famous as Seth Godin, but he's a really interesting character because he um, grew up from really, really, uh, I would say, humble, you know, beginnings. Started a few businesses, uh, sort of like a, you know, taught people how to start online businesses. Started a rock climbing gym. Um, he started uh, several other sort of, you know, startups. He had a, a t-shirt company that had sort of a nonprofit angle to it as well, uh, and then it turned into this whole kind of brand. And then he sold it all. Uh, moved to this big old farm with his with his wife and his family, and now he basically just does um, ministry full time. He's a Christian, and he sort of went back and he went and got his uh, seminary degree. Now he's you know very very much like a pastor and um, and disciples people and runs uh, you know he, he's an author as well. Writes books. He runs these sort of like retreats and um, workshops for people who want to get into ministry or who are in ministry. And I just really love like the way that he lived his life like he sort of you know he put in the time he you know he made the money he he earned the freedom and now he's doing just doing what he loves full time all the time and um in a really like he's just on his own schedule he's doing what he loves to do he's not doing anything else that he feels obligated to do um and he's doing something that also has a you know an impact into the world and sort of is um you know purposeful and fulfilling for him and uh, so i'm also just a big fan of his uh, and the way that he's lived his life so far, and he's still pretty young. You know, I think he's like thirty-five or something like that. So, yeah, that's that's quite interesting. And but the people that you shared, uh, and the reason why you shared them, uh, is something that is really appreciable. Uh, the first one that you shared uh, that Sid Gordon is uh, Sid Gordon is actually followed by a lot of people, especially by most of the marketers. Like me being myself a marketer, right? And he's someone I look up to a lot, and he's written some inc- incredible marketing books, right? And uh, and the reason that he shared it is because like he is prolific and still he knows that what's his lane. He just keeps at his lane and doesn't deviate from it much. And that's, I think something that we should all be looking to do even as marketers, because we always have a lane. We always, if you're talking about a brand, it has a lane, it has a niche. If you're talking about ourselves as, a, as well, we say about personal branding, again, there is a lane, but then even in that lane, you can be prolific. And that's what Seth Gordon teaches us. And the other person that you mentioned uh, for the reason that he is, he did a lot of things, but then he went back and lived a life that he really wanted to live, right? Because for most people, it's like, okay, I'm going to get this thing. And then they just keep moving the goalpost forward. Okay, I've gotten this. Uh, mm-hmm. Now I want that thing. Now now I want that thing. Now I, now I want a better car, a fancier house, right? They just keep moving the goalpost. But I love those guys who can say that, okay, uh, I did what I wanted to do. Now I can go back and live the life I really want. And I, uh, you know, the quality of life is really what happens when you do that thing, when you go back and just take it easy from there. So thanks for sharing those people. Uh, my, my last question to you will be, what's the number one productivity trick that you find super helpful? So I batch all of my meetings on certain days. Uh, I Before I was doing a lot of podcasting, I did all my meetings um, on Tuesday and Thursday. And then when I went out on my own, I sort of flipped that and I started to do all my meetings on Wednesdays. And I was doing a lot of like coaching and advising and consulting to startups. And that allowed me basically just to 
like literally from 7 a.m. to 5.30 p.m. Usually it was just like back-to-back calls uh, and I could do them all sort of like in flow. Um, I'm an introvert personally. And so talking to people, doing a lot of meetings, especially really like weighs on me. And so what I was finding was that if I had meetings spread out throughout the day, especially throughout the week, then it would really suck the energy out of you know, what I could do, what I could produce during the week. Because I found that, you know, if I had like a morning meeting on a Tuesday and then I wanted to get stuff done after that meeting, then I'd have to like recharge. And I was like, wait, and I couldn't just like jump into something else. It wasn't like an energy given thing. At the same time, if I had a meeting, you know, at 2 p.m. on a Tuesday, then I couldn't get any work done really before that because I'd just be thinking about that meeting coming up and preparing for that meeting and, you know, doing what I can to, uh, you know, to try to put myself in a, in a good place there. And so I decided to do them all on Wednesdays. Since then, I've, you know, picked up podcasting. I've also done less sort of advising and consulting. So now I do all my podcasting on Mondays, all my meetings on Wednesdays, which still aren't that much. And that allows me to um, still get some things done other than those two types of uh, meetings on Monday, Monday, Wednesdays, but also Tuesday, Thursday, Friday are like, deep work days where I can get a lot done. I sort of, I have the whole day open. Um, I can create my own schedule for what I want to do. And also don't have to worry about, you know, a meeting kind of getting in the way of my uh, introverted flow uh, as it were. So that's been a huge hack for me. I think they'll probably carry that with me for the rest of my life and um, definitely recommend it to other people who especially are introverted or just feel like meetings are a, you know, energy sucking kind of uh, activity most of the time. Yeah, and that's a very helpful trick that you just shared there. And even if I look at, in my case, that I host this podcast, right, and I get on guests, what I used to be doing earlier is I literally kept my calendar open when I just started this. That Okay, you tell me the day, I'm going to give you the day that you want, right? But what that did is that that this was the only thing on my mind all the time, that, okay, I have that meeting coming up to prepare for that. Have this meeting that just happened. I'm, I have to f- forward the resources to that person now, and so many things. Right? Meetings are more than just the time that you allot for it. There's there are things that you have to do before a meeting, other things you have to do after a meeting. Right? And I have lately acknowledged this that okay, this doesn't work like that. You have to actually, you know, set out and block out specific days where you want your meetings, and on the other days you just don't do any meetings, just do work. Right? So that's definitely a very useful trick that you just shared. Uh, thank you so much for sharing that. And lastly, I would ask you the last question that we usually ask to our guests. Uh, if our audience wants to reach out to you or want to, wants to follow a journey, what would be the best way for them to do that? Very active on Twitter at Corey Haynes Co. Also my personal site, which has links to everything I do and lots of information about me is CoreyHaynes.co. And then of course, White Files membership site, uh, newsletter is WhiteFiles.com. And in fact, if people use the the code 321Mailman, I think get half off any one of the memberships. And uh, we love to have you in the community. There's courses, there's resources, uh, all for marketing, audience building, that sort of thing. So that's the top of mind, a goal for you, a person that you want to be and actually you want to take to uh, you know, build that transformation, then we'd love to have you. Super sweet. So we got a deal in here right on the podcast. So I'll make sure to put in all the links and the special deal that Corey just mentioned uh, in the description below. Uh, thank you so much, for uh, Corey, for doing this with us. It was such a pleasure talking to you.